Welcome to Bloody Good Horror. Welcome to another exciting episode of Bloody Good Horror. My name is Eric and I'll be your host for this evening where we will be reviewing the indie horror film, The Stylist. Uh, it's about a stylist of hair. Blackberries. Something... It's mostly about blackberries. Yeah. Those little Really, those this, little was just, this was just a passive aggressive way to talk more about Schnorr's hair. So we're going to get to that in a little bit. First like up, you needed an excuse. First yeah, up, maybe. joining us from Richmond, Virginia, please welcome Caitlin. Hello, I'm watching Joe vibe his ring light over here. He looks he looks like a hunky boy and he's vibing. <laughs> I don't care for your hunky boys. <laughs> or do I? Next up, he's got his ring light, folks. Watch out. From Chicago, Illinois. Please welcome Joe. Hey, everybody. And hello, Caitlin's mom. <laughs> Does your mom listen to the episodes you're not on, Caitlin? No. It's fine. I, no. All right. I, I thought she was not a true fan. Not a real. Uh, I mean, just fair. listening to the ones you're on means she listens to 100% more than Schnars does. So, <laughs> why would I listen to you? Yeah. I'm on the episode. It's called quality I, assurance, John. Well, I do it. I, I, I trust I, you, though. That's <laughs> I've outsourced that, yeah. that function. Some some of us know that if we're on, it's quality, and <laughs> and that's it. You don't have to go back. Got yeah. it. I, I and like, if I'm not on, it's not quality. So there's no reason to listen either. So. I like the confidence. Last up tonight, please welcome John Schnars to the show. Hi, Eric. What's up, John? You know, life stuff, stuff in general. Yeah, you're telling me, dude. Just, yeah. <laughs> All right. That's all I got. Joe, tell us what we're drinking yeah. tonight. <laughs> Bubba -bu beer guts. I mean, should we mention that today is the one year anniversary of the uh, infamous G chat where we decided to shut it down? Like, yeah. When, uh, what was that movie again? The Hunt? Uh, the Hunt. Yeah. 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 The hunt, Where? which we did review, we just didn't go to. The yeah, it was. Well, the eventually, it was released on VOD because. Well, that was the first know. movie that we did that way. Yeah, the first one of us. Uh, yeah. Back when we we thought it was just going to be a couple weeks, here we are. Um, but you know what? We've done a lot during this past year, John. Drink. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like how I'm too tired, and Joe's just doing my segue for me. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, so. The Stylist, a uh, heartwarming tale of a hairdresser or stylist, uh, as she goes by in the movie, um, who, you know, all issues aside that, that she may will get into, has a beautiful head of hair herself. She um, really does. Yeah. Fiery Gorgeous. crimson locks. Rocking uh, the red. And in honor of her, I picked a beer from the fine folks at Fat Bottom Brewing in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, John. Oh, uh, and this beer is their Ruby American Red Ale. Um, mm. Yeah, 
It's a red ale, Joe. And I don't. Ale. I mean, I've I've done a lot of these over the years, but I, not a style that I normally pick. That's because, like uh, that's like Red Dog, right? Um, <laughs> a little bit. It's more like a Killian's ish ah. if you want to go for like bottom of the barrel. Got it. Red Dog, I think, was malt liquor, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure it was. I'm like just kidding. Straight I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but this one, uh, Red Ale, it, they use rye malt in this. Uh, so Red Ales generally have like a, a real sort of caramely, biscuity, like bready flavor. They put rye in this. It gives it like a little bit of spice too, which I'm a, a big fan of. I really like this beer. I, I don't get to have it often because it's, you know, they're a Nashville brewer and they don't distribute very far. Uh, but anytime we're down that neck of the woods, I, I always pick this up. Um, like I said, has like a real sort of like spice kick to it. Not much in the way of hops, but you, you definitely get a little bit of there, but definitely sort of that like earthy, bready, like malty flavor. Um, so very good in these, these colder months or, you know, if you just want to fuck up your taste buds there, it's great in the middle of the summer too. Uh, comes in at 5.3% alcohol. So not super high, you know, something you can, you can enjoy seven or eight of, or, you know, after this past year of drinking, you probably need like 10 or 11 to even. Yeah, the tolerance has gone up a little bit. Just feeling it, Joe. Not feel anything it. at this point. Uh, fatbottombrewing.com is their website. Nice. And uh, yeah, definitely that's, a fan. Check them out. That's my favorite Queen song, Joe. Yeah, it's Fat a solid brewing. one. Yeah, it's good it's shit. It's my favorite style of bottom. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, All right, guys, let's do it. Let's take a quick I'm sorry, Caitlin's mom. Let's take a quick break and review The Stylist. This is it, Jennifer. Your big break in TV. Of the front time. Main feature. I feel like your mom would be pro me being into to big asses, right, Caitlin? Like, I feel like that's okay, right? Like, she's she's fine with that. She's down. Yeah, she, <laughs> <laughs> I think she thinks about you very much in general. <laughs> oh, well, that's I mean, the right boom. answer. I I feel like we're bridging the gap here, so maybe you well, know we can we can strike up a friendship. I'm on TikTok now, Caitlin's mom. Caitlin, this <laughs> is why you don't want her listening to the show. Just to be clear, you don't want her thinking about Joe at all. I do. <laughs> Uh, hey John. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Eric. Last week you gave us full, you know, puddle of mud vibes. You got a different vibe this week. You know how I describe this vibe? We were kind of mm. rapping about it for the show. You sort of look like on a teen show when they mm. like go to college, but then there's like a sexy professor who's like young and hip. That's what yep. you look like. Like you might be sitting backwards cool. in a chair, talk like really rapping with the kids about. Yeah, I like to get real with them. Yeah, I, yeah. I pushed up over the shoulder or the over the elbow. Hundred percent. I have like, my sunglasses. Actually, he's got right a oh. he's got a messenger bag. Okay, yeah. now you look like a racist cop. Let's not yeah. those off. <laughs> to, to be fair, you look Here. like the cool teacher, John. But you definitely, by the end of the episode, like sexually harass a student. Like right. it's, it doesn't end you well. Know, you. You well, go those those storylines kind of hit different these days than they did back in the day, Joe. <laughs> so anyway, John, be careful is all I'm saying. And uh, please bring us the word of the day. I just want those kids to learn something about life is what I'm saying. Well, they're not going to uh, learn that stuff in your pants, John. So <laughs> calm it the fuck down. Today's word, courtesy of a friend of the show, trichologist. Hmm. Trichologist. Uh, so... I'll give you 
the, the this is from the Google, uh, you know, when you Google define and, and you get the name. Uh, so trichology is the branch of medical and cosmetic study and practice concerned with the hair and scalp. Mm. So a trichologist is obviously someone that specializes in said care. Um, so I was unclear what the root was here. T-R-I-C-H. Trike? Tri? Trike? Uh, it comes to us from Tricks. T-H-R-I-X. Those are kids, Jim. Yeah, delicious. It's, uh, oh. They are for kids. Um, but the Greek stem tricks means hair. Hmm. So, uh, you know, probably could have guessed. But uh, yeah, trichologist. That was a new one for me. I had not. I did was not familiar with that word, so I learned something. There you go. Which friend of the show did that come from, John? <laughs> I believe her name is Elizabeth. <laughs> oh, got it. All right. Well, thank you for that, John. Why don't you tell us about the stylus? This was something recommended to us, I believe, by like Sophie, right? And then Andy yeah. kind of got us got us uh, a look at it. Yeah. So uh, Sophie texted me uh, a little blurb. She asked me to read about the director because. The, the reason she was familiar with this is uh, the director, uh, Jill Six. Uh, her real name is Jill Get. Jesus Christ. It's G E V A R G I Z I A N. So Gevagizian. I don't know. I can't. I'm not going to try. I'm sure that's um, wrong. Let's go with Jill Six. I think there's a reason <laughs> yeah. she might have, might have a you know stage name here. Um, so I'll read the blurb. Uh, Jill G, better known as Jill Six, is an indie horror director from Kansas City, Missouri, Sophie's hometown, mm. or now adopted hometown. Uh, she's a genre nerd at heart and has been working in film uh, a while now. She served as second unit director on the ABCs of Death 2 and has her own production company in KC called Six Tape Films. Did you guys see that at the top of the movie? Six Tape? I did not. No. Why? Uh, well, why are you focusing on that so much? Well, I, I just said that's like I, you know, it's a it's a pun. I would say. Oh, say, uh, I get it. Took me yeah. a second. All right, you're you're catching Got up. It. I, good work. Um, she has released a number of short films to festivals around the world, including Call Girl and Forty Two Counts, uh, which uh, was inspired by a local story of a young woman who found hidden cameras throughout the apartment she was renting from her oh. employer. 42 Counts, cool. the John Schnarr story. <laughs> <laughs> Jill's, uh, Jill's first first feature film, which we are discussing tonight, The Stylist, is based on a short by the same name. Uh, Jill herself has been a hairstylist in Kansas City for more than 10 years. Nice. There Love you it. go. And so I did ask Sophie, had, you, had she met her? And she, she has. It's not very uh, often we the, get a uh, full bio of the director on the show. So well, that's cool. Look, we, we did want Sophie to be here because we know she wanted to rep Casey and she just wasn't able to make it this week, but... She I've that. been to Kansas City twice. So. I have not actually. I, it's. I'd like to check it out. I, I hear the barbecue's not. great. I've been. I've been once, maybe. I have not Look been. Her, we got frozen custard at like Christmas tree like place like frozen a, it's custard like a thing there. Real good. Yeah. Yeah. John. Yeah. Tell me about the actual movie, please. Yeah. So the style is Jill Six. Yada yada. Um, stars. Uh, <laughs> This woman's name, who the page is loading, Najara Towson, um, which I, I pinged you all. Um, so she is the stylist here, but she, we, we, we last saw her uh, in Contracted, I believe, um, a movie that we kind of reviewed on the show, but we did it. I believe it was a uh, it we was did a spooktacular. Was that the spooktacular. Four, was that the one we drank forties or was that Zombieverse? I can't remember. Uh, 
I was very drunk when we watched Contracted, and that movie is... Maybe it was. I had never had a 40 before. That was an experience. I don't remember anything about that movie. <laughs> it's um, it's it's quite um, explicit, but, you know, in body horror way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Najara Townsend, she plays... Her name's Claire, but she is the stylist. Um, the film actually opens with her... Uh, giving a haircut sort of after hours or late night in the uh, in the, the salon that she works at. Um, there's a woman, she's from out of town. They're sort of having this moment and it tees up a lot of the rest of the film because this woman's describing how, you know, stylists are almost like therapists. Uh, people are very open to sharing secrets with them, um, so on and so forth. And so she finishes, Claire finishes this haircut and then proceeds to uh, kill this woman and cut her scalp off. Uh, and take it home as a trophy. And and we kind of see that she has a collection of other, uh, you know, trophies there in her murder basement, I guess we would call that. Lair. Um, her lair, yeah. She she has a lair, I don't know, for sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the setup of the film. I mean, it's it's a, I would say, a classic anti-hero type story where um, we're following Claire. I mean, she is the main character. She's also a serial killer, a psychopath. Um she, the crux of the narrative here focuses on a relationship that she has with this woman, Olivia, who's played by Bria or Bray Grant, um, who we've seen a bunch. Um, you know, we can kind of talk about that in a bit, but Olivia is getting married. Um, she was originally supposed to work with another stylist that style is canceled. So now she basically convinces, um, Claire to, to do her wedding and Claire had been resisting. Um, and we can talk about potentially why, um, but she agrees to do it. Um, and it begins this sort of infatuation, uh, s- cycle of infatuation, almost to the point of, st- I mean, it is actual like stalking. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of the setup. It's, it's a, it's a serial killer movie. It's a stalker movie, but it's a female killer slash stalker. Um, I don't know. So it's kind of, kind of interesting. Cool. All right. Caitlin, what'd you think? I liked this a lot. I hadn't seen the short that it sort of originated from, but I really, I really enjoyed the full length feature. Um, I got distracted a little bit because they style her exclusively in mustard colored dresses and it looks great on her, but I was just a little bit distracted by it. I should have counted how many they had. Um, very Dwight, first, very Dwight Schrute. Very Dwight Schrute, but <laughs> you know, really, really selling it. Like Amy Adams with Dwight Schrute fashion. Mm, interesting. Um, at first, I was a little frustrated because I feel like we didn't get a whole lot about her motivation and her background, but we sort of come to find out that her motivation is just that she is wildly socially anxious, like to a, gre- to a degree that uh, drives her to murder. <laughs> um, but by the end, I didn't mind so much because she just did a really good job of seeming just wholly deranged. Um, I really liked the idea of her not having much of an identity, and that's sort of what makes her so socially anxious. I think women, you know, as a woman, I do put a lot of stock into my hair, and it can very much be a part of of my identity. Um, and I like the fact that she was trying on different scalps and sort of wearing those as new identities, um, which is revolting, but also really childlike and sad. Mm. Um Really, I mean, the performance was really... It is all those things, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a lot going on in those scenes. Yeah. Um, It was weird, but I I just really liked it a lot. She's she's 
a very, uh, she's scary, but she's also very pitiful. I think Joe, you had also mentioned in the email that we're not like rooting for her because she is a serial killer, but you do feel for her and you want her to, you know, Mm. we see her sort of try to break out of this habit and have normal friends and you're really rooting for her to, to make it work, but she just gets creepier and creepier. And, um, we can get into the end later, but I, I do, I, I would love more wedding horror. This was great. I feel like <laughs> wedding, wedding horror, horror is I like, like that. wholly horrifying in and of itself. So I would love more of this. Wedding exploitation. I wedding. was rooting for her to kill more people, just to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I was, um, but I did, the only thing I wanted to add is that I really liked, uh, that I haven't seen a whole lot here recently, were the layered montages that they did of sort of like, you know, you have her overlay snipping hair and you know, her psychotic sort of look in her eyes and um, those sort of side-by-side frames of her texting and just extremely anxiously and obsessively waiting for a text back. Those were, those are some cool shots. It was, it was well done. I liked it. Jojo. Um, so I, I pretty much agree with everything Caitlin said. I think for me, the first hour has a very sort of monotone feel to it. There's a lot of like dead air almost, right? Like there's no music. There's no like not a lot of like background noise or anything. So it's very and I assume like intentionally like almost uncomfortable at at how quiet it is. Um, so it's it's an interesting choice. And I don't know if it really worked for me. Um, that being said, after that hour mark where things it's it's hard to say it takes a turn because like right off the bat we see, you know, the murdering she's doing. But once sort of like the obsessive part of her and and the relationship with this bride to be kind of really kicks off, I was pretty well hooked with it. Um, it just it took a while for me to get there. Um, that being said, like I do think it's a really interesting tone they take specifically with the main character because you know Caitlin mentioned too, like you're not rooting for her, but you feel very bad for her and like. It sounds harsh, but like pitiful, I think is the word you used, Caitlin. And it's like a perfect word for this because you feel for her, but she's also like murdering. So you don't want her to get away with what's going on, but you're also, it's just like, I don't know. Like, it, I have a dog, Autumn, and like, she's obviously been through some shit, and I don't particularly like her, but <laughs> I feel bad for her. <laughs> and like, I feel for this character the way like we feel about Autumn. It's like <laughs> you're you're not great to have around, but also I feel so bad for you that like I want to take care of you. Um, wow, so, that's pretty. You know, that's pretty dark, Joe. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> it's you're like my mentally handicapped. <laughs> yeah, it's this is awful. Like, not to get completely off topic, but today I was taking the dogs out for a walk and I was complaining to Mia, my nine year old, and I just made a joke that, like, I'm gonna get rid of them. And she's like, What? You're gonna get rid of the dogs? And I'm like, Yeah, I think about it every day. She's like, Well, you can get rid of Autumn. It's right? <laughs> 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 so cold. Oh, yeah. No. But, uh, but anyway, I, at the end of the day, I don't know if I was a fan of this, but I, it did really take, like, pick up to me, pick up for me around like the last 45 minutes or so. But yeah. John. Oh, thanks, Eric. Um, (laughs) I like this. I was a little on the fence and I've actually been thinking about which direction I was going to go. Look, I think it's, I think it's really well made. Um, it's it's very off-putting. I so the part that Joe, you know, the first, the let's say the first two acts of the film 
are they're they're fairly distinct from the third act in the pace and sort of um tone, action sure. yeah the tone i mean everything all parts um <laughs> she goes from a little bit of killing to a lot of killing um but it it does it follows like a it's not like a uh untold genre arc right like we we kind of there are beats here that you can expect uh or project and i think so just for folks who are i don't know like i don't want to say like you're looking for a cool anti-hero psychopath movie like but that is sort of what you get here and um i think it's a really interesting take on it um to me the hardest part about this is the fact that you i mean we get effectively no backstory for the stylist herself um and I mean, that's obviously like a decision that was made, like presumably like as they were writing the script, they like actually talked about what the backstory was, but you're not, you're not given any of that. Um, and so you, you do have to kind of bring that to the film to a certain extent. Um, and you know, you don't, I don't, we, I don't need things to be necessarily like tied up in a neat bow, but, um, I don't know. It makes it a little, like you are left further off kilter in how to respond to this character because you have so little to sort of work with or, you know, around who she is or, you know, what's motivating her. I mean, Caitlin kind of described her as socially anxious. I would go so far as to say like she, she's self loathe, self, self loathing. Well, certainly. I think that sometimes those things go hand in hand. John. Should no. Yeah. I mean, look, it's like a, it's like a <laughs> fucked up stew of like a sexy, you know, perfect disorders. guy. Like you wouldn't understand that, John. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But, uh, but yeah, I mean like, and, and, but, but it's not heavy handed. Like I think it's handled very well. Uh, the movie is stylish. Like we talked about her hair, her clothes, like it's all really well done. You know, like it's a, it's a really effective indie movie and the, the gore, like I squirmed, like I legit. Yeah. yeah. It's well yeah, of the scalp. Yeah. That, that es- makes sense. Especially that coffee shop one like that. I was just like, Ugh. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Most intense scalping since like Creep Show too, John. <laughs> it's up. It's on the list yeah. of most intense scalping. It definitely sure. is. It definitely is. Yeah. I um. Can I go now, John? Are you done? I'm trying to be respectful um, of your time here. No. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. I really enjoyed this. It's um. <clears throat> the biggest thing I like about it is it's just it is an extremely visually confident film, and you can feel that the whole way through. Like it's got this really vibrant colorful palette to it it's really confidently shot like caitlin pointed out there's lots of these little flourishes like these little montages that are really neat and just go it has like it flows like this whole movie flows like even when it's kind of slow it it's always visually kind of gliding and moving which to me keeps it interesting in those moments i do what makes it tough is that you just spend a lot of time in the main character's head so like she's not talking to anybody it's kind of all just watching her internal what's going on it's broken up a little bit but some of those sections can get like a little kind of slow but i think it's really great and i'm especially impressed by the lead actress just the layers she was great yeah Yeah, the layers of what she's doing there's a lot of this movie that um reminds me of may it's very similar just like about an an outcast who sort of like wants to i mean because the what the feeling that I get with the main character and this girl is getting married is like she doesn't want to do the thing she always does with her. Like she kind of sees this opening, like they could maybe be friends, and she's trying to reach out to her, and that's what kind of leads to the ultimate 
I mean, it's not that shocking that there's an ultimate disappointment and then, you know, but that especially kind of reminded me of May, whereas May was kind of a slow buildup and then she snaps. This is kind of like an already crazy person who I kind of feel like maybe she sees a chance at normalcy in some way with some, with a single person at least. And then in pursuing it totally just is a weirdo and pushes her away. And then it kind of leads to that. So there's just a lot of, there's a ton of nuance. Like I really like the actress who played the bride too. Cause I think she, she has a lot of uh, depth to her as well. I enjoyed their interactions a lot. It's really just, especially for something of this budget, we see a lot of indie movies at about this level. I have a feeling honestly, that this is kind of punching above its weight as well. Like I would, I wouldn't be shocked to find out this looks a lot better than whatever the budget is. Cause it yeah. just feels like it, it, it feels like a really economical indie film and they, like they use their money. It feels like they use their money to make it look really slick and professional, which is a good way to go. So I think it's great. It's really good. A little slow in parts, but it's incredibly stylish, very tense, some great performances. So I really dug it. Well, we don't get a whole lot of, it's not like we get <clears throat> a layered monologue of her internal thoughts. Uh, we just sort of see her unraveling and sort of hesitating, texting and deleting and deleting. And that's, I think it's hard to convey that kind of anxiety without having sort of like a cheesy laid over speech. And we don't get any of that. We just I mean, see a lot of it is it. just her acting. It's just her physical yeah. acting. And, but yeah. those text scenes work really well too. And that's kind of, it's hard to do that it's hard to do that texting thing without it feeling forced or cheesy. But again, like you're saying, like it really shows off the social awkwardness where she is, is writing, deleting, writing, deleting, and sometimes not even sending like that stuff's pretty brutal to watch. I, I got to say like the most uncomfortable scene for me, like killing aside was when she goes out with the, uh, the bride to be, I forget the character's name. So I'm just going to keep saying Olivia. Bride-to-be, but Yeah. She goes out with her friends, right? And like, there's a moment where they're all kind of in the bathroom or whatever, and the main character and and the bride to be are sitting on the couch, and the bride is like drunk out of her mind, and kind of like spills her guts about how she's nervous about the wedding and all this stuff, and like, the main character just doesn't even know what to say, right? And it's not even like she seems uncomfortable; it's just her face has zero expression, and it's like. Like she just feels nothing and it is so unnerving. But to it's watch also like, because- it's like a person actually being vulnerable with her and reaching out to her, which is kind of what she wants. And she freezes. I feel like it's part yeah. of it too. But the look on her face of just like dead, nothing is <laughs> like so unnerving to watch. It, it like made me uncomfortable. Well, but well, so clearly- in a bachelorette party, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> there was like zero dick-shaped things at that bachelorette party, too. I, I, or I guess it wasn't Super a bachelorette party, right? I think they just no, went was. out for drinks. No, it was the bachelorette party. I was led oh, to really? believe there would be right. dick-shaped things, Joe. Was was there? I completely no, missed kidding. them. I'm just kidding. I'll have to yeah. rewind. Um, I don't understand how you no, do No, but that, that sequence is super interesting, right? Because it, it's super awkward. She then has that because that is the scene where she has the moment where the bride kind of reveals some of the concerns yeah. she's having as well and and kind of confirms like an interaction that they had had earlier. And that actually, despite how awkward she is, it actually then deepens her infatuation. And 
Well, there's like, a definite moment where they almost both seem kind of into each other, which is kind of interesting. Like maybe I was just like reading a lot into it. I think it, that but... might have been just in your head, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> like there I are... get it. Like I played that out in my head too. No, but the... I I acknowledged that that was all at the end head. of that scene. There, it's at least I feel like because I think it's a fine line between her wanting to be these women and being infatuated with them. Like I do think there's some crossover there, and I don't. I'm not saying that like. I don't know, man. Go back and look at the last 15 seconds of that scene and the way they're kind of like awkwardly slinking down in their seat and looking at each other. It's just, it's a pregnant moment is all I'm saying. Again, never been to a bachelorette party. <laughs> I feel like- No, but I now like I kind of want to. Are super, I mean, the the scene at the bachelorette party, she's also, we see her get a stain on her dress and she's like obsessively trying to get the stain out and we can see her obsessively trying to figure out the Olivia character. Like we get a- a lot of those obsessive ticks, and I feel like the bachelorette party does a good job of showing us that. Well, even before when she's trying on all the outfits, right? Is you know you, they tee up. You're right. Like it is. That's it's a very that whole sequence is critical. Well, that's, that's where it kind of plays into like you're not rooting for her, but like you do kind of have like this glimmer of hope that like all right maybe things will be like quote unquote normal. And then there's that scene where she's in the bathroom and all of the um, Olivia's friends are just like trashing Claire and you're just like, ah, oh, fuck. Like, no, this isn't going anywhere. Is it? But yeah, I mean, I guess even a step back, like the moment she walks in there, like you can tell she's not going to fit in with this crowd. Right. Like, and you're immediately like, I really hope this works out for her, but like, I don't think it's going to happen. And then it just nose dies even more. Once we get into that bathroom scene. Yeah, man, doesn't go well. That's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that I I do think that, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like I tell my stylist a lot and I feel like, I think I said in the email, if I were a detective and either someone went missing or there was a suspect, I would go to the stylist first. And I I like that they touched on that really early in the movie um, in a really degrading way. Like the first client she has that we see her scalp is like, well, you're kind of like my disposable therapist or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm fucking this other guy. Like I'm cheating on my husband and I don't care if you know, because I'll never see your face again. My assumption is that that scene is basically what the short was. Mm -hmm. Um, is that like, you basically have that kind of interplay between someone because it, what you guys are describing is basically there's this, like, oh, I love you is, you know, you're so important to me. And like, like it, you, you play such a valued part of like, you know, whatever my existence, although this is someone she's just meeting for the first time. So maybe it's a little less critical, but then, you know, turning that around during the conversation to be like, actually, you're just someone I like spill all my shit to. Cause you're like an anonymous person that yeah, I don't yeah, care. You're disposable. Um, okay, so Caitlin said, you do talk to your stylist, John and Eric. I don't even know if you go to anyone, uh, but like, do have you, you, have, what are you have trying you to say, seen Joe? Eric's hair? Like, I assume he is. Like, okay, a deep, I used to. I used to, and I, I mean, depending on the person, but I typically would. Like, I, I had this woman I went to for a while. that was into horror movies, so we used to just talk about horror movies. Um, no, talk. I, it's. I think it, it's. Listen, I, I don't know. Like, this is like it's similar to my. If I'm on a plane, right? I don't want to talk to you the whole plane ride, but I need to say like five words when we sit down, or it's even weirder. Like, I'd be like, "Hey, how's yeah. it going? Cool." planes all right i'm gonna go to sleep now like i yeah, think it's I, weirder to sit down and be mute the whole time to at least acknowledge 
that there's some kind of th- interaction here. And then we, if you need to be quiet, then I guess. Be I, I actually, I agree with you. Eric. I, yeah, I'm hello. And like, I, I think I've mentioned the show before. I'm on probably my fifth or sixth barber uh, okay. in Chicago, because like the moment they start talking about their personal life, I'm like, I don't want, I, I want nothing to do with this. I don't, I don't want you asking me about things and I don't want to talk to you about your things. Like wow. I just, well, to be fair, that's a lot to unpack there, Joe. Well. You're not color and things like that. So sometimes the, the dead air is, Heavy. It's definitely shorter. No, I prefer it. The problem with barbers too is like They're they just automatically a- assume you want to talk about like fucking sports and stuff. And I'm like, you know, if just one of them would say like, "Hey, Vanderpump Rules was fucked up the other night," I Joe, would be like, just "Yes, go, like Joe, straight up, just go to a salon." I've literally never been to a barber. Like what you're talking about. Well, the flip side, I refuse to pay more than twenty dollars for a haircut, which in this day and age is getting tougher and tougher. But like. But my dad raised me right. You up, are so. high, complicated, Joe. You there. are high maintenance. Has anyone ever told you that? <laughs> I mean, look at my hair. Like, would you pay twenty five bucks for this? <laughs> <laughs> for a thing you um, seem to cherish so much, you'd think you'd be willing to pay more to get it done, right? Well, <laughs> I just, I don't, I, I don't like shampooing. I don't like. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I'm not into that either. I. It, what? It's too intimate. It's Caitlin, too they intimate. don't get it. All right, don't. You know, that's not. We don't. Even no, I'm not. Do, I'm talking about. I don't want the person there doing it. Oh, oh, that's yeah. what I'm talking okay, about. I, I grew up going to a 300 year old barber who would just talk about traffic and the weather. And like, that's what I want. But all those guys are dead now. And now there's like these <laughs> young girls. So we have a, yeah. we have a question later about, uh, on a similar note, Joe, but where did you go? Now I want to know for just me and you and no one else. Cause no one was in our hometown. Um, oh, so we actually, I used to, I grew up in Amsterdam, uh, before I moved you to, did? To Glenville, yeah, wow. and we actually used to go back to our barber in Amsterdam, so it was like a half an hour drive every time we got haircuts. What? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Look, when oh. you got the three hundred year old guy that you like, Eric, I have so many questions. Yeah. <laughs> so many guys. Questions. Can we talk about the movie like a tiny bit more? Sure. How are? We, how do you think we were supposed to feel about the groom? Mm. Uh, he seemed like a douche to me. Yeah. I was really hoping he was going to get killed. I, so the way I feel like sometimes I serve this role with my friends, like their boyfriend, husband, fiance, whatever is a douchebag. And I'm like, boo. <laughs> and I feel like I was really, I really liked when, you know, again, we're not rooting for her cause she's fucking crazy. But when, you know, she calls out the husband, the fiance for interrupting her and kind of just being a dick. I was like, yeah, somebody should have said it. Yeah. And I didn't have minded if he were the one. I feel like he was just like a run of the mill dingus. Like he wasn't evil, but he just was not like, you're like, really? Like if I had to talk to this dude for like 10 minutes, because a bunch of people walked away, I'd be like, oh, this is. Well, because we, Olivia, the the bride, she, it's not that she's unassailable. Like she's, she's a human, like she's a character, you know, she's a fully realized character, but um, she's, she's definitely like, you're, you're led to believe like she's very good. And like he then, I don't know. There's yeah, it's not. I what think. Do you, what do you mean by very good? Actually, well, like I just mean like she's like a catch, right? Like she's someone. To, there's yeah. like a lot going on there, and she seems like deep, and she has like you know we, we're given a lot from her, and then all we see of the groom is like, you know, he, he's not. It's not that he's like actively disrespecting her. He's just kind of like he's like Meh. he's a regular jerk. Like yeah, he's not anything special. Whereas she is something special is the way that I read it in the film, at least. You know? Well, and she does confirm that. Olivia confirms that, you know, she, I forget the way that they phrased it, but sort of like makes her feel like she's not there or something. So it's oh, not, yeah. 
we're, we're forecast to, to feel that way, I think. No, yeah, it's it's totally like written. I'm not like interpreting. It's no. not like I'm yeah, bringing anything to the film, but... <laughs> He doesn't want to run with her. He doesn't want to go on jogs. <laughs> I can't uh, he, listen, buying someone he doesn't a, like validate her, buying someone a treadmill when they told you they don't want one is like a what kind of move? Like no, no, thank uh, you, sir. Well, I don't know. No. I, mean, I got She's, the impression he got the treadmill because he was nervous about her running around the neighborhood and potentially being a yeah. But that's that a weird. That, no, 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 no. Like, that's a weird and controlling thing to do when she yeah, tells yeah, you yeah, I'm yeah. good. Yeah. Joe, do you want to talk more well, about yeah, it? Well, yeah, I guess she did say she doesn't want to run inside. She straight so, yeah. up was right. like, yeah, I don't I want this. You got this. That's, yeah, it's well, just, it's And a he's lot. literally like, I just worry about you. Like, something bad can happen. It's like, she's like an adult woman. Like, she can go outside during the day. I don't know. It's like, it's all very strange. Well, that's one of those things where the, uh, the threat comes from an unexpected place, you know? Like, of course, you would think the threat is coming from there, but that's, that's not where this movie takes us. Sure. Can we talk about Claire's hair? Like it was legit. It was great. Gorgeous. Like beautiful. I liked though that they showed her like unmade up. Like there was several. They don't show her. I guess they do show her doing her makeup. But Mm -hmm. like, is that that what you're into, John? Is that your thing? No, but like, it was it was like an interesting. Like they, I think they part of what GL six the director was doing is like. Show like there's a lot of shots of her in bed. There's shots of her waking up. She's obviously someone who's like struggling with her, you know, her self worth and like how she feels about herself. But like totally agree. Like when she like when she is you know fully made. I mean her hair is immaculate. But mm-hmm. they also show her before that where it's like she just she just looks like a normal like a you know regular attractive person. You know like not any you know. Um, and I, I think that was where you're going with this, John, but I feel no, like you're well, skating a thin line here. No, but I think like she was like, it's the same way with her outfits, right? Like they were very specifically chosen. It was mm-hmm. like very much like she was extremely dolled up to a certain, you know, or like, like, I don't Stop. know. It, I mean, yes. that's, um, yes. Yeah. Sorry. You're making Thank me you. Uncomfortable, John. Right. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if that has to do with trying to put on a certain identity when she's, you know, around other people. I do wish, I mean, I kept thinking about how beautiful her hair looked. And then when she's doing the manual labor of scalping and disposing of bodies, I'm like, throw that hair in a ponytail. This can't be. (laughs) Can't have hair down for this. I'm learning that myself personally, actually. It's it's hard. That shit back. The only thing that took me out of it, I think, is her fingerprints are everywhere and there has got to be a, you know, CCTV. There's gotta be cameras in the coffee shop, cameras in the salon. I'm like, this is not a well, it's one of the first things Leslie and I said, I'm like, I feel like she would have been caught within like 10 minutes because (laughs) like these people that she's killing, it's not like they're like unknowns, right. Or like they don't have family or like, I feel like there would be more investigation. I mean, I don't know, Kansas city. Like if, if Sophie was here, maybe she could say, but like, it's virtually lawless there. You ever seen there that? Was a you ever seen that show, Joe? First, on, on you ever check. seen that first twenty-four show, Joe? I don't know. They're not really doing much. They're just like. But I feel like like there were signs put. There was just like posters. Like, are there police in <laughs> in Kansas City? <laughs> the um, well, no. They they had the like there were the stills, and it was like, have you seen this person? You know, they they do introduce some of that. But you're right. Like yeah. it's. But again, I don't know if those were put up by the cops. Like I feel like those were just handmade. <laughs> This also happens within the course of a week because she gets, or two weeks because Claire or Olivia texts Claire, like 
hair wedding crisis. My stylist canceled last minute. The wedding is in a week or two. So it does happen pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe maybe the police hadn't caught wind of her yet, but her uh, her capture would have been swift, I would think, uh, eventually. Mm. Well, and at the, I mean, if we want to spoil the end, I don't know if we want to, we pro- get, we, get, but like, we probably shouldn't get too, I mean, like, it, it's also not the like most out of left field twist ever, but, um, I mean, it's not widely available, I feel like, so. I think, but Caitlin called this out and I hadn't thought of this when you mentioned it earlier, but. Well, maybe it is. On can, can we think of another horror movie that ends at a wedding? I guess, uh, Promising Young Woman. <laughs> it's like, we just. Like, I think so. I had written some horror trivia for for Halloween, and one of the questions I asked was name two horror movies that feature a wedding dress. And now I have this to add to the list. But Ready or Not is the wedding night, but doesn't yeah. play. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the, like ending a with a horror, wedding right, is that's like a, a a romantic comedy or like you know um, there's there's other genres that that's like the the, the structure and this. I don't know. It was really interesting. I hadn't thought of it at all. Yeah. I love it. I mean, there's so much emotion and so much intensity built up around weddings and I would love to see more, (laughs) more horror themed or wedding themed horror movies. Agreed. For the groom, especially it's really hard. What did you say? No, (laughs) a lot of tears. (laughs) No comment. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about this movie? Yes, no. I yes. just I feel like I get distracted every movie by the styling, either the the set design or the costuming, and I I just loved it. It was good. What is the difference between a stylist and just like a a, a beautician, or I don't know what the word is. Esthetician, I think, is esthetician does face stuff. Like, is more like about your the skin on your face. Oh. <laughs> Eric, you know where I'm going with this. Right? <laughs> I was like, like, I'm giving you, you an honest answer, Joe. You're making it weird. <laughs> Um, it looks to me like um, it looks to me like th- as of March first, this is streaming on Arrow. So I assume that's like Arrow Video. You Google that. Yeah, it's Arrow Films. Like uh, is the oh Arrow Video is uh, like the old eighties. Uh, I don't know if that's the same thing. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Of. Yeah. No, they, these guys they do. I believe this. I mean, I'm pretty sure this is the British company. They do um, uh, a lot of like genre. They do a lot of older stuff. They they do. DVD release, like Blu-ray remasters, that kind of stuff. And then some new films, mostly in the, the genre stuff. There you go. Check it out. The Stylist. Would you recommend this, John? Yes. Caitlin? Yeah, for sure. Joe? You know, when I finished it last night, I think I was going to be a no. But like the further I get away, I'm a, I'm a yes now. I don't think I would watch this again, but... I'm I'm glad I did. Sounds great. Joe, let's uh, break out my top 10 list on the other side of this break. That sounded sarcastic, Eric. I'll be honest. Uh, it's not. All right, guys, let's take a quick break and do some fan mail. Silent Night. Deadly Night. The most talked about film of the decade. The movie that shocked America, outraged Hollywood, and frightened the government. The movie they tried to ban. You've read about it. You've heard about it. Now you can see it in all its terrifying horror. Silent Night. Deadly Night. Rated R. Under 17. Not admitted without parent.
This is Jason Mewes, and you're listening to BloodyGoodHorror.com. Yes. bloodygoodhorror.com before we do that joe it's on my top 10 list i think there's like two things on there uh you got three you got promising young woman at number one saint maud at number two uh and then you would put cycled gorman down at 10 i'd put this at three all right look at that the ladies are raining i was gonna say real, real lady power year so far i like it that is true um info at bloodygoodhorror.com first up uh sophie sent us a note tweet with bgh saturday march 13th that's this saturday 7 p.m the new wrong turn i guess that's the remake mm-hmm. you can check out uh tweet with bgh on twitter wronger turns yeah uh next up from our longtime longtime friend randy any personal grooming horror stories are we to take this as like i'm grooming myself or someone else is like cutting my hair i guess i, w- I would accept either answer if the personal mm. ones are too much i have my own but i figured caitlin just looks like she wants to tell a story right now and she's not sure i do have one i don't know if it falls under grooming i don't know whatever when i was like 24 i um I remember I was, it was the weekend and I was going to make hummus because my boyfriend was coming over for the weekend. So I went and I got hummus from scratch. I like all these details. Well, it's important. (laughs) You'll know why. But I went to the store and I was like, I'm going to make a really spicy hummus. So I got some scotch bonnet. I already know where this is going. I like where this is going. (laughs) Um, If you've never had a scotch bonnet pepper, they're very hot. And, um, you know, when you cut any kind of pepper, you usually get the capsaicin sort of, it seeps into your skin. So if you've ever cut hot peppers or even mild peppers and touched your eyes or any part of you, it definitely burns. So I was very aware of this because this was not my first time making hummus, a spicy hummus. So I made the hummus, I washed my hands, then I washed my hands a whole bunch of times and I was like, okay, good, cool. Uh, my boyfriend's coming over later. We'll have some hummus. Um, <laughs> cannot wait for this. Go on, Caitlin's <laughs> mom. Are you listening? <laughs> My boyfriend did come over later, uh-huh. and we decided to do some other stuff before eating hummus. And yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was on the giving end, and he was on the receiving end. Uh huh. I started like my hands and my mouth started burning, and I was like, I like what's happening? And my eyes were watering, and I was like, I guess it's just me. I don't know. And then I looked up and my boyfriend's face was like, oh, my like God. Frozen ah. And apparently the capsaicin had not incredible left and had spread to both of us. And I just remember like locking eyes and we both like <laughs> hopped up and ran to the bathroom. And I was like throwing water from the sink into my face. And he like jumped in the shower. Oh boy, that's a real mood killer. Cool. Huh? So we were very spicy. Important question. Did you rally later? I don't know if we did. I oh, mean, we man. had hummus, 
<laughs> okay, I'll, I'll take I'll take that. As How well. was the hummus though? That's the question. <laughs> it was good, spicy. Yeah. Okay, that story's pretty amazing. Um, <laughs> anyone have anything else, John? The, the wife and I actually have a similar story, but with jalapenos. <laughs> but it did not end that way. It ended in the most amazing time like I've ever had in my life. <laughs> like it was like the like most a- dangerous game of like. <laughs> Because you're you're scared it's gonna go in the hole, right? Oh, and like, because that's when like all bets are off. Okay, and things are. Gonna I would just like to point out, as good as both of these stories are, neither of them are grooming stories. That's I what was, I was uh, gonna <laughs> say. Listen, that's what that was as close as I had. Uh, I guess I you mean, ever. So I've Joe, never shaved off an eyebrow, if that's what you're talking about. I, <laughs> so I actually did about two years ago by mistake when I was trying to trim them, and I had <laughs> Leslie like would apply makeup to my eyebrows for about three weeks. Cause they were, cause you cut them off because I accidentally shaved one oh, off uh, when I was trying to, to trim, trim them. it up. I feel like you're not the only man I know that's done that. I oh, feel like it was dude. See, I, I got it down, dude. You comb them up and then whatever kind of like is sticking up, you just cut it off. That's all you do. Uh, you know, what I did one show. Like I get, trimmers, I get, I get some hair in my ears that I trim off like on the out outer edge. And I one time nicked it with an electric razor I don't know if you're familiar with like how thin the skin is on your ear, but it was like a bloodbath, like all a straight fucking scene out of a horror movie with this little tiny nick on my ear. I I have had a similar experience, but with other regions. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Yes, also happened (laughs) with equally thin skin. Yeah, we got that equally thin skin that also bleeds like. We did get that email from that company that wanted to uh, send us get send us a product. What was the name of that? Manscape or whatever. Oh right, yeah. We did, we got one for leggings this week, also. That's true. Uh, you guys familiar with white walls when you get a haircut? That's what like the fifty style where they like really cut high up above the ear, like buzz oh. and like so you can see you like the line up. above your ear. I did not make it up. Uh, someone did that to me once, I think, because they were just hungover and like <laughs> messed up one side and was like, "Well, I guess we're doing this in both sides." And I had to walk around like that for like a month. <laughs> It's the worst. Look it up. It's bad. Good question. All right. Balls and stuff. Um, Let's see. Where's my email? Caitlin from Kissimmee. Actually, sorry. Real quick. Yeah. Caitlin, I was not aware that you were married. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yes. Well, not after the pepper incident, I assume. (laughs) Caitlin from Kissimmee, I'm so sorry to report, if someone else hasn't already, that Twister Ride has been closed for a few years and replaced with the Jimmy Fallon Saves New York Ride or whatever bullshit it's called. Good local Floridians won't go on the ride in memory of our lost love, but we do have to walk through it to get to the Halloween Horror Night houses, and it is now tradition and also respectful to shout, fuck Jimmy Fallon, bring back Twister. (laughs) It's now buried. That Twister experience was hot garbage as well. Dude, I I loved it. It's now buried with Jaws and Back to the Future. Also, Terminator is gone, and some of the Bourne Identity ride is going in. And some, oh, yeah. Terminator is gone and a Bourne Identity ride is going Who are in. the people like beating down the door for a Bourne Identity ride? Like, knows, yeah, dude. that is interesting. I mean, well, it's all universal, right? So it's got to have all to do with like movie rides and stuff. Like, but sure, like Terminator is still like an active series. I mean, I mean, it was a Terminator life. 2, like yeah, 3D. Yeah. So it still had like young, um, what's his name? Edward uh, Furlong. Yeah, no, yeah. I think I've been on that one, actually. It It is super, super old. Yeah. That's fair. They could update it. I mean, yeah. come on. I guess. But like, 
who gives a fuck about Terminator anymore, right? Like, I know they're still making those movies, but like, More are they really? More people that... than give a fuck about Jason Bourne. That I don't be... think that's accurate. I don't. I mean, I don't care about either, but I don't think you're you're accurate here. I bet if you look at the box office for the last I Bourne mean, movie versus the last Terminator, we're talking about people. Yeah, all right, fine. Where this is, you're you're right that more people are seeing the Bourne movies these days. Yeah. Cool story. Info at bloodygoodhorror.com. Uh, Joe, you want to talk about your um, new toy slash sex <laughs> figurine? So, I pre-ordered this thing like legit maybe six months ago. And every once in a while, it would pop up in my head and think like, where the fuck is this toy? But it's a Greta the Gremlin from Neko. Neko, Joe. Neko is the, the candy. And it's <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Well, just for people who are listening, you're holding this up. This is yeah. not some like pop bullshit. This is like a full NECA, like yeah. articulated. Yeah. Someone hand painted this thing. Yeah, I'm torn between like taking it out of the box and one because I, mean, I don't know. The I just box like, the itself is two, pretty like, spectacular. I'm yeah. concerned about myself if Greta does get out of the box. Like, what's <laughs> you want to feel against her, your sensitive yeah. skin that you're talking about. <laughs> I want to make a short movie where Joe like takes out of the box and then she slowly starts trying to seduce him, but it's like he's not sure she's alive at first. She'll just all of a sudden like be in a different spot, and he's like, "Huh." I think, <laughs> I think we should make this happen. I'm sure there's there's a version of that out there on the, the he wakes up he wakes up and she's probably. just she's just on like the nightstand staring at him in the middle of the night <laughs> doing her salacious winks. <laughs> uh, Jody, BGH superfan and and uh, doer of trivia, Jody has a huge replica of the Gremlin spider, Woo. and it's terrifying. Sounds, yeah, it's real, sounds like it. Real scary. Joe, what do we got on Instagram this week? Uh, well, we could start with tweets. Uh, we are on Twitter, uh, at BG Horror. Uh, every week we post up. You can send in a question with the AskBGH hashtag. Uh, you send in whatever you want. If you need life advice or want to talk about the movie or whatever. Uh, first up from Erie, Arizona. And I sent you all of this in the chat so you can take a look, too. Does the deep voice guy from the Wiggles kind of look like Joe? What are your opinions? First of all, his name is Simon, and he does. He definitely he does. hundred percent does. <laughs> does yeah. he? I mean, he's got great hair. We different hair, but I mean, I'll I'll take. This he's got a, a real similar to you, Joe. He's got a real nice baritone. Yeah. Good hunky boy. <laughs> hunky boy. <laughs> all right. Maybe I'll I'll, uh, I'll look into this. Next up from, uh, well, I got to scroll. Maud Amsterdam. Hey, guys and gals. Longtime listener here. Love the show. Any plans to cover The Dark and the Wicked on Shudder? Uh, advertisement intended, but no, really. I've heard things. Um, a lot of people, or not a lot, but like a handful of folks have, have mentioned this. So I feel like it's one we probably should add to the list. Yeah, we had talked about getting it in at the end of last year. Just, you know. It was a mad dash, but no, I think we uh, we got it on the list for sure. Well, there you go, a, a definite maybe. I I just want to note that I've heard it's a little on the like dark side, you know, dark and wicked. And I feel like there was a period where Eric and Joe were complaining mm, a lot. I've had enough of that. I feel like about all the darkness, you know, more psycho I mean, gore man, was... less dark and wicked is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, was the stylus like a real lighthearted? No, <laughs> yeah, yes, because it, yes, it comparatively, yes, it absolutely was. Yeah. It, no, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it was it's not just about weird. old fashioned was people no, killing it was no people. Saint Maud. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it wasn't about like t- mental health tortures or like genocide or like it was. Okay, never mind. Sorry, it was. You know what? I don't know why it just didn't feel as bleak as some of those other movies. Well, it's more of it's definitely more of a genre romp. Yes, it's Man. also pretty. Like, being ladies, some of know? those movies, I feel like some of those movies. <laughs> Eric are, just like imagining relationships. With some of those character. movies, I feel like also adopt like a uh, a really bleak color palette to go along with their their themes. Whereas this movie is like very visually stunning. I think. All right. Next up from Chris Alonte, uh, is there a horror trope thing? that always gets under your skin, no matter how good slash bad the rest of the movie. For example, eyeball stuff or fingernail torture. What's your weak spot? Are we talking about things that like make us squirm? Yeah, there's different, that's two different questions. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Eric with the, the pictures falling over. I swear (laughs) to God, I've heard that rant. Yeah. It's (laughs) fucking stupid. When I'm watching a movie and the first spooky thing that happens is either a picture falling over or a door slowly creaking open or closed. You could hear me eye rolling from a mile away. <laughs> like it's just, <laughs> it's done. I just, I fucking hate dumb uh, jump scares. Like yeah. occasionally they can be like funny, but most of the time they're just cheap and really stupid. And somebody was like, you know, we got to get the audience to like remember this is a horror movie in the first twenty minutes. And so it's like, you know, the neighbor is like knocking on the back door <laughs> and it's like. Bah! You're just like, what? Yeah. For me, it's the mirror thing where, you know, or mm-hmm. the fridge door and it closes and somebody's there or not there. And it's like, oh, gotcha. <laughs> I really hate, and this is like, <laughs> nothing going on. Gotcha. This was a lot more prevalent in 80s movies because <laughs> okay. in the 80s, I feel like they made a lot more horror movies where like kids were the lead. But I really hate when a kid really early on knows everything going on and I have to wait 45 minutes for all the adults to find out. Cause mm-hmm. it's just this endless, it's like why I really don't like the original child's play. Cause it's just this endless game of just waiting for the adults to find out. So the friggin' movie can start. Cause otherwise it's just the kid. Like, I Wah. mean, that's actually like, it. well, yeah, I don't like it. it. That's like a choice. That's fine. You it's can a choice. Like it. I disagree yeah. with. Okay. Yeah. Torture stuff in general. I just, yeah. it's the thing that like that, like gets under my skin. Like, you know, I get why in some movies it's there, but like I, it makes me cringe every time. And I'm, I think the, the hardest I've ever sort of flinched. I mean, there, I don't like the fingernail or eyeball stuff either, but I, in saw two where the, I think it's Amanda gets thrown in the, the needle pit. Yes. Yeah. That, it's not great. That was, and Joe, you hate needles. Joe, you're, you're, you're like muted or something. Joe? I see you, you know, exclaiming He's acting. Oh, did we lose Joe? Can Joe not defend himself right now? If we no, no, no. Oh, I, I was just saying needles are like, I hate needles. Isn't that... there, in Saw 2, isn't there straight up a toilet bowl full of hyperdermic needles that someone has to it's reach like into? A, a, a pit, I thought yeah. the pit was in There's three. a pit, but I thought there was a toilet bowl in one of them too. That's like, Maybe. get a thing yeah, out yeah. of here. They went I'm from toilet bowl to full they up the, I, they There is the definitely game. a pit in one of them, I remember. Yeah. Well, that yeah. scene pit of needles really... I, I thought about that often, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Needles are just honestly like needles in just a regular movie. Like I don't, I hate it. I can't look at them. So I have to cut a lot of B-roll in my daily job. And like for the last four months, it's just daily B-roll of people getting vaccines. Yeah. And I cannot, oh. I cannot. Yeah, I'm not a fan. <laughs> Even like, it's weird because I, I had to go to the doctor on Monday 
and they took blood and like like they roll up my sleeve and like they see these tattoos and stuff and they're like oh wow blah blah, blah. and then like i'm literally like white in the face like about to pass out <laughs> oh yeah no i that. yeah i i have to have music on so loud that i can't hear it because <laughs> hear it i have been told yeah, listen what? you want me to keep going <laughs> I have been yeah, told that the like, I have been told that the pressure at which the blood comes out of my body is insane. Like literally, the last time I had blood taken out, I could hear it sounded like a hose just going uh. into this like vial. So I have to cr- I have to crank music so loud that I can't hear it. I uh, I guess mute me or whatever. I have Crohn's disease, so I used to have to get infusions. Uh, which, if you've never had an infusion, it's a bag drip of you know that's. Um, like you know, like virgin's and, blood. And, anyway, this, the medicine drips into you for over a course of several hours. But my veins are really scarred. I have a lot of scar tissue because I've had to do that for for so many years. <laughs> Joe is dying. So, <laughs> Joe's really. I'm so sorry, Joe. Just take your headphones off. But uh, one time, the nurse was trying to find my vein and try or try. She was poking my vein with the needle, but trying to get blood to come out, and she just couldn't. So she just kept pushing and pushing and pushing and. T- I just like squirted blood all over her. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. And she was like, whoopsie. So uh, it doesn't bother me as much anymore. At least once, uh, a, once a session of giving blood or whatever, if it's testing or whatever, the nurse will say, are you okay? <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah. yeah, just keep going. Just don't stop. Just do it. Don't talk. Yeah. Just do it. You're, you're delaying it. Just make it happen. Mm. You're right. Next Joe looks, I've this. never seen Joe look like he does right now. <laughs> Just, I I think I've told it like I had to go for a lot of tests when I was a kid and it was like weekly like blood drawn in each arm and like oh you have not told that story 10, I, would I would have remembered that oh <laughs> yeah it was for most of the second and third grade uh, it was like a weekly or biweekly thing Damn, uh, and I would pass out a ton like just because needles they they do it and I don't know I think I'm like scarred from childhood see it's not the needles for me it's the blood which is ironic considering no, it's the needles for my me. face yeah I can't do blood not good with it uh all right next up fusillo toro <laughs> if you were a trophy taking serial killer what kind of trophy would you take uh, great question this is a weird question yeah. <laughs> have you guys watched uh the new season of fargo no so the the it's not like a spoiler but there's a there's a serial killer ish element the and and there's like obviously she's taking trophies. Those are the trophies that I like the like body part. No, 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 no interest. But like, just like a personal effect, I feel like that. Eh, you know, John, you just like said that reminder. in the creepiest way. I've <laughs> like that was so creepy. What how you just said that? Oh, like, all right. Well, thought about sorry. it. Sorry, and you're welcome. I guess. How I is this season of Fargo, John? We're like four episodes in, and the rest are just sitting on our DVR, and I don't know why I just can't like do it. It's. It's probably the least good season, yeah. but like they're all great. Like I actually, yeah. I enjoyed it a fair bit. The, um, cause if you're only four episodes in, you probably, maybe you've met the brother from Italy who, uh, the heavy set guy. Yeah. The bear. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's in there. Dude. I would watch it just for him. He's, he's See, a Leslie revelation. hates him. Leslie oh can't my stand God. him. He's right. the best. And if you like him, you're going to enjoy the rest of the season. So, oh, yeah. All right. But oh. Leslie might have a problem. It sounds like. Yeah. Uh, next up. And this is my favorite Renee, who has been writing in for a while. And I've always said she's, you know, my one and only fan. Last week, Renee actually sent a message on Slack saying, look, I, I'm a fan. But if you mispronounce my name one more time, like I'm going to fucking murder you. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> so skyrocketed, uh, you know, top three. So what's her? Uh, how were you saying her name? Uh, I, I think I was Do, I, Dos X Manatee, I think I was saying, but it's it's Dos X Manatee, like the, the animal, um, as, which at a certain point. I just I, thought you didn't know what a manatee was. And so that's, <laughs> I was, you know, just you know Joe, she knows what she's doing by being mean to you. I, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's not de-escalating the situation let's just say uh, which, which unhinged professional should they make a movie about next I mean I may be biased but I'd love to see a story about a murderous veterinarian mm. yeah I mean that is May mm. yeah. is she a vet I forgot she's it. a vet tech yeah the um, I mean the thing about the stylist that is super interesting is it's just a very it's a weirdly intimate thing all around so that's, I think it makes it pretty ripe for a, a horror story. It is. And you also, I mean, the instruments that she's working with, like, I think one of my notes for this movie was, those are some sharp fucking scissors, but it's like, of course they are. I mean, yeah. 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 Like she has razors and I feel like any profession that might have specialized tools like that um, would be cool. I feel like they've made a horror movie about any profession that has specialized tools. <laughs> maybe, I mean, maybe not. But. It's not exactly a horror movie. What's that thing with Jake Gyllenhaal where he's like a news stringer? Is that Night a nightcrawler? Crawler? I mean, it's different, but I, I enjoy that movie. It's just would, a different kind of profession. It's in the, yeah, it's, it's in the family of horror films, although yeah. you're right, it's borderline. Good movie, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, zero to 102. Uh, when cinema reopens... But new contents, uh, but with new content still lacking, which classic horror would you most like to see reissued for the big screen? And do you think the enforced absence will make the first trip back an extra special experience? I would love well, to see I'll... The Shining on the big screen. I think that too, long. Cool. I... too long. What? Too Come long. Too <laughs> long. It's The Shining. Yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it on the big screen. Too it's long. fabulous. Yeah, I don't know. We've actually been to the the Brag movies twice it, in the past two months because AMC's doing that thing where you can rent out a theater. Like we, we went and saw the Krugs last last weekend, just the family, in an empty theater, which was amazing. Now the what? But now what'd you say? The, the Krugs. Is it the, the, the second one? The second. Yeah. Yeah. Are you saying Krugs or Crudes? Crudes? Yeah, oh, it's the Crudes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's the second one. So, that, so you get to pick from a new movie that's in theaters. Uh, so it depends. The price levels are for newer movies. It's like twice as much as like older movies. Like we went. They have like, older movies. They just give you a selection. We went and saw Legally Blonde last month. What? Uh, with like that's, Leslie's how's sister. How's the How's the movie selection? Like, is there horror stuff in there? Uh, there was actually, there was a few, I forget what, but like, there was a few that I was like, oh, this would be really fun, uh, to go if it was just Leslie and I, I I'll be honest. I think I'm going to cry the, ne- the first time I go back to the movie. Theater. I mean, like, I might dude, legit get teared up. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. There's a theater, a local theater, the bird theater here in Richmond. And every Halloween, they usually do a Simpsons Treehouse of horror marathon in the theater. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I feel like when that comes back, I'll be emotional and excited i yeah not a movie theater but we are the the wife is in the process of getting vaccinated i start this weekend uh and we do have a trip to disney world planned in july and like i'll full on like on the ground sobbing like a child (laughs) i'm not just leave me alone i gotta lay down yeah i mean i've never been i've never been so excited for the 20 john 
20. What's that's the what tw- they call <laughs> I don't know if that's regal or what that is. <laughs> Dude, the 20. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what's so funny is I remember. You have to watch that if you rent the whole theater. <laughs> I remember being like, when they, do you remember people were livid when they first started putting that preview stuff before movies? And now it's hilarious to me. Like, now what the hell would I do without it? Like, it's the only thing stopping. Well, now I show up two minutes before the movie starts because I can just pick my seat. Well, I but, was going to say, I get irate when the movie start time is whatever X and it you show up. Oh, it and starts the, 15 minutes later. Fully. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like motherfuckers start the movie. Play when all you that, say the movie play starts. all that bullshit beforehand. Like, yeah, that's the commercials. Drive me the 20, whatever. If you show up early, cool. Play whatever you want before. The movie. But do you remember when it used yeah. to just be trivia? This is like an old person thing. Mm. Oh, I did wow. love the trivia. Yeah. 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 And yeah. like the worst, but I feel the like worst they started mixing in ads pretty. The quick. worst Muzak ever, and then trivia yeah. questions that would repeat every ten minutes. So if you showed up too early, you just keep seeing. Yeah, who was the lady that did the trivia questions? But I remember going to theaters where it was just text. It was just projected. yeah, yeah, was, yeah. That's I don't I remember. Say, there being back in the day, person. it was just the there were uh, like it was like a projector. It but was see, not like even back in the day, no back in the day before they had stadium seating, like I had to show up thirty minutes early so I could get a seat where I could like see the friggin' movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So since we were talking about it, I just took a look at the list. For a hundred dollars, you can rent the theater and watch Monster Hunter, uh, which is the new. Um, that's Mila Jovovich. Yeah, uh, promising young woman. Uh, you could watch. That'd be cool. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, uh, Jurassic World. Ooh, I mean, uh, for a night out, a hundred bucks. Like, if you're gonna go to a nice Scream, dinner and a movie, you're gonna uh, spend a hundred bucks. Yeah. Scream. The original Scream, you could Scream watch. Scream would be dope. Yeah. I never saw that in the theater. Yeah. There's a, a a bunch of other movies, but The Bodyguard, if you're interested. The Bodyguard. <laughs> Amazing. That's kind of cool, dude. I'm into it. It's not bad. Like, it, they clean the whole theater. Like, literally, it was the four of us. And, like, we had Madeline, who's two, and, like, she talked through the whole thing, and it didn't matter. Question. Because... Does the usher come out to check on you halfway through the movie? No. Nothing. Okay. Like, I didn't, like, because... The first time we did it, I was nervous about bringing anything, but like literally, I didn't see a single. So you person. and a day could do it. It could just be like Caligula up in there, and no one's coming. Hundred percent. Yeah. Like, oh, gross! It. I want to go. I like it. <laughs> Wait, what's the food situation? Relive like? the glory days, Joe. Uh, so they're doing like <laughs> discount, like concession stand stuff. I, I think you can do like packages, but like honestly, we just brought our own stuff, and like nobody knew or or even paid attention. Uh, I don't think any of the AMCs are open in my county now that I'm looking. Really? I fucking Maryland. Ay, ay, ay. Mm. Go to Texas, John. Everything's like wide open. There's a, yeah, I mean, I keep saying this, but there's a little one room movie house within walking distance of here. And then there's like a full on multiplex, like a five minute drive. So I'm pretty pumped for movies to open up again. There definitely was a moment when I looked to my left and like, the daughters were sitting there watching it and like Leslie and like, we were just having a good time. And like, I definitely got misty. Like menopause has been full effect these past <laughs> years. <sighs> anyway, Skizbot. Uh, <laughs> can't stop eating jelly beans. What's your favorite Easter candy? Starburst jelly beans uh, or Reese's eggs. Reese's eggs are real good. I'm, I like peeps, man. I'll get down. On yeah. Peeps big fan. I'm I was going to say, no. Pro Cadbury cream eggs. Fresh peeps. I was already about to say mine would be a tie between Cadbury cream eggs and yeah. peeps. Like, they, this. long before I couldn't eat them anymore, they made me sick. They're so rich. Like, it's too yeah. much yeah. for me. They sure are. They are. are it's, gross, a, it's amazing. Hmm? I make say, omelets Kayla? with them. Uh, I cook them up. I put them in the pan. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I like the I like the um, eggs. They're like chocolate eggs with like the hard candy coating. I guess those are Cadbury, like the little tiny guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, the like the malt ball ones, or it's chocolate, but it's like like they're like looking. Yeah, the cat. Yeah, they are Cadbury. They come in a bag. About. the The candy coating's a little like uh, chalky or something. Yeah, I like. Them. I'll that's I'll good. I'll go on a ledge and say Robin's eggs, like the um oh, licorice. What... Oh. Love a good licorice. Black uh, licorice? Jelly bean. Yeah. What are you, a cereal oh, killer? I like the Starburst jelly beans, oh. the green ones. Woo. I can't, I cannot physically eat a black jelly bean. Like, I could not get it down. There's no oh, way. It is love it. the most revolting thing. <laughs> if it was that thing. or like donate blood, which do you think? <laughs> oh, blood. Let me, let me squirt some blood at you, Shinars. No, I'm not kidding. Stop. I don't think I could physically eat it. I don't think I could. I do love it. black licorice. It is gross. Yeah. I'm I'm not anti black licorice, but I'm also not Joe. If that like, tastes good to you, you know? your brain is not wired right. <laughs> <laughs> There's some wires across somewhere. I love black licorice and jalapeno blowjobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Alex Jones. Have any of you heard the rumor that Rob Zombie is going to be making a The Monsters movie with Gasp? His wife as Lily Munster. If this is true, (laughs) how bad do you think it'll be? Fuck off. That sounds like the worst thing ever. Yeah. I feel like he'll try and make it like a dark version of the Munsters, which is not. Kind of what? What the hell? I don't know. He made like a Lucha inspired like animated movie, El Super Bisto or something. Super Sexto Bisto or something. Yeah. Yeah. He did. It wasn't awful. It was probably one of the better movies he's made. Uh, last but not least, our friend Alyssa uh, at Big Textazier. I don't know. I'm Tozier. Richie Tozier. There, there yeah. you go. Why are men the way they are? Who knows, dude? That's a great question. I don't know. You guys have a platform. Can you answer for yourselves? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say hormones, but I'll yeah. just only then. Society. All right. Society. I mean, if you could answer that problem, you could pretty much take care of most of the world's ills. So I feel like that's maybe a tall yeah. order for a, a mid-tier horror podcast, but, you know. <laughs> um, all right. So jump over to Instagram. We are on Instagram at Bloody Good Horror, the, the full name. Every Tuesday we post up. You can send in a question and, uh, you know, we'll make dumb comments and then we'll talk about it on the show. Uh, first up, though, from our, uh, our word suggester and refuser of using the form. Uh, how important is hair to you? Your own, your partner's, color length, etc. I mean, it would be pretty hypocritical of me to demand a certain kind of hair, Joe. Don't you think? Because mm. <laughs> wasn't their whole Seinfeld episode about that? Where yeah, yeah, with George, George. Is like, <laughs> I like a thick, lush. <laughs> you, you like that? Uh, She's like bald. Hair. He's dating the bald woman. Hair's yeah. cool. Like Eric that. might scalp John for his hair. I mean. Look at it. I mean, it's important to me. It's always been, I've never dyed my hair. Um, and it, I'm 31. And at this point, I'm scared to because what if I never get it back? Like, what if I never get my natural color back? So, interesting. Um, it's important to me. And I'm for protective of it for sure. I don't know. I don't really care about mine. I joke around a lot, yes. a lot, but like, no, I, I know I say I do, but like, at the end of the day, like, I don't know. If Leslie had a problem with it, like, I would have concerns there, but. I don't know. We've been married for like 10 plus years. Like what's the difference anymore? <laughs> I, I think I've documented on the show. I, actually almost definitely if you go way back, but like 
I used to cut my own hair. I would just use a razor and like, you know, buzz it and just let it. And my wife basically was like, you, you can't keep doing that. Like, <laughs> you're like an adult human and like, you just can't do that you anymore. You need to get a haircut from a hair cutter. But like. Mine since COVID. I've been doing it at home. Well, no, I, I mean, I had, no one has cut my hair in over a year if it's not obvious. So, um, I would say like, I don't care, but most people probably think that I do. I don't know. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it means different things for women too, you know? Yes. So. Fully acknowledge that. So it's a deep question. Uh, all right. Here's the, the, the rest. Why did I watch human centipede too? <laughs> it's awful and horrendous, like horrific yeah. to watch. What's the uh, subtitle for that? This, yeah, it's uh, called the sequence. second sequence, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. There you go. I thought it was something a little kitschier. Never mind. Uh, wh- what do you think about Corey Feldman and have you heard his band? I have heard his band cause I used to watch that reality show. Remember yeah. that reality show he did with him and the two Corys? I don't remember the what it was. The two Corys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's awful. And he performs like he's Michael Jackson, but like a yeah. bootleg version. And it's, it's one of the cringiest things you'll ever see in your entire life. Yeah. I don't care for him. It's called like, like Corey and the like- angels or something. And he's just got, a, he yeah. has a bunch of like, his whole band is just women like dressed up the same. And then he's dressed up like Michael Jackson and they play like really shitty, like pop music. It's, it's, if you like cringy I things, was, I was going to say I had no opinion and now I hate him. You kind of so have to see it. He seems like he's a scumbag. No, he like, seems like a, a Isn't he like, I don't know. I thought that he was a, like a broken man, like a victim in a lot of ways. I don't know though. I could be making I, that. Up. His whole shtick I think is that, um, Corey, Haim was and he's trying uh-huh. like he keeps trying to hawk this um like documentary that he's trying to put together to like expose whatever you know apparently happened but like which if it did happen her- horrific and awful but like the way he's going about it makes it sound like it's a money grab so it's yeah I don't know gotcha so it's a whole thing um all right Tuesdays cause me headaches why it's like the worst day, you know. It it's is. Like, it's awful, right? Like you're you've lost the high of the weekend, and you're nowhere near the next weekend. <laughs> no, you're not even near yeah. Wednesday yet. It's just fucking yeah. Tuesday. <laughs> yep, I feel it. Um, next, from from our person that refuses to use the the form. No, I won't. Is all she said. Um, <laughs> you know. How do you, you know it's a she? <laughs> I'm aware. Uh, I don't know why I, I don't read the names of the Instagram, but I, you, you just you muted just yourself, muted again. yourself again, Joe. He's got one of those fancy mics where you tap and mute. I don't understand how I'm doing that, but <laughs> whatever. Uh, who's most likely to do a great movie again? Bruce Willis, Nicolas Cage, or John Travolta? Willis, I think. Cage. Yeah, I agree. I was going to say Cage. I think I we think can all so. agree it's not Travolta, at least. Oh no, no. for sure, hundred percent. No, he's made one good movie basically, and it was with Tarantino, and that's it. Like, I, I well, the original Carrie for my podcast. Realized Tarantino well, directed Grease, and uh, he, he's so young in it, so handsome, and so terrible. Yeah, yeah. Wait, who? I'm sorry, Caitlin. What? What movie? Carrie. Carrie, the original. Uh, Carrie. But that Carrie was like one of his first films, I think. No, yeah, it was. It's just it's it's wild to see him so young. He. I don't know. Ter- he's not or Tarantino. Fucking Travolta's not terrible in some movies, but yeah, I, I agree that 
it's like, hard to it's like um what's his name tom cruise like it's hard to separate him yeah from, uh, well it's yeah atmosphere that they bring with their baggage <laughs> and pulp yeah. fiction to to eric's point was like this revitalization it's like you don't get multiple you usually don't get multiple bites of that apple so well, i that, feel like nick cage has like never really had a revitalization he just like has been on this weird... like long slow arc of crazy well here's yeah. the thing is like Nick Cage is settled into a, he's got a thing right now. Not every yeah. actor has a thing. Like Nick Cage has a thing. He's got steady well, projects. Travolta has a thing where he's just like saying, he just like takes whatever work he can get. No, 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 no. But Travolta, like he, remember he tried to do that uh, mobster movie last year that was like just panned as just like the worst oh, thing ever God, made. Yeah. Like I feel God like Travol- Travolta is still trying to make like prestige movies. Whereas I feel like Cage is really, Cage knows his lane and I feel like Travolta doesn't yet. Because don't forget what the is whole. What Willis been up to? Is he like working a lot, or is he not working at all? I actually. Being a douche. I don't know. Yeah, he's oh, he's, that's... he's a douche. Is he a douche? Don't forget the whole thing with Travolta when Pulp Fiction came out. Was it his career? Literally, he's just doing like sequels to Look Who's Talking. Like it was in the shitter. Nobody thought he was cool. He made that movie. It made him cool again. And then yeah. he took that cachet that he had from that, and he went and made Swordfish. Like he literally immediately squandered it and has not done that much good since, honestly. Like I think face off was after that, right? Which, yeah. But he you guys know about John Travolta. I didn't I'm just Greece and that's about it. Mr. Cotter. Yeah, I just Cotter. find it jeez, oh, Mr. Cotter. I find the trajectory of his career fascinating <laughs> and also fever. as a as a uh, you know as a Scientologist, like I'm pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Pretty good on Travolta. I'd love yeah, a face rather than a, than a movie. Yeah. Yes. Face Off was after Pulp Fiction. I also saw, uh, do you guys ever see Broken Arrow? Saw Broken Arrow, yeah, with uh, dad. Christian Slater. Yeah. Yeah, solid, solid also. I do like Christian He had a, like, a, a, like a period after Pulp Fiction where he put out some solid stuff. Yeah, and then I kind of went down. I mean, yeah. Wild Hogs, people love that. Wild Hogs. I've never actually seen it, but... I feel like I'm at the age now where I should watch that, and I would probably be. Joe, like, yeah, I have Joe, literally love no. I have literally no doubt you would love Wild Hogs. Like I yeah. just know this about yeah. you. Like when uh, uh, when Grown Ups first came out, I'm like, this is stupid, and then we watch it again, and now I'm like, yeah, I get this. This is so fun. get get Shorty's great. If you Shorty's good. Blowout is. I mean, that's going back. That's like the early '80s, but um, Urban Cowboy was also like a movie. Yeah. I don't know. I've never seen it, but who's the I. I'm probably the only one who remembers this movie, but it was him and this other guy open up a nightclub in like the middle of nowhere. And then it turns out they're actually in Russia. <laughs> what? No, Do I have no idea what you're talking about. This? I'll look it up while we're, we're, um, we're talking about the other, um, butcher baker and nightmare maker question mark, which I no explanation here, but apparently it's a movie, um, that I, I discovered like after this question came in. I, I don't. I got yeah. nothing. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, did any of you watch the TV show Evil? If so, do you like it? Oh, no, it was like a wasn't it a procedural, like a network procedural or something? That's not really. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I'm pretty about. sure it was a network <laughs> procedural where like they were I mean hunting I know the what essence a procedural of evil is, or something. But I don't know I don't. Do you, is. John? Do you? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Uh, well, let's, somebody Google it. I don't know, dude. I, I'm looking it up, but yeah, I'm not familiar with what it is. Evil 2019. It doesn't look like it was a procedural. Um, but I yeah, I don't know, John. Okay. Um, all right. How many lens flares? John, it was on. John, it was on CBS. It was on CBS. John, it was a procedural. Yeah, like almost definitely a procedural. You're right. 
Uh, oh yeah, here's the movie. Uh, the experts: two New York City guys get jobs starting a nightclub in small town USA. They don't know it's a spy training model town in USSR. Jesus Christ! Yeah. That's a movie. That's a it's uh, it, it's one to look up. Um, how many lens flares are too many for Eric? Is there a max slash minimum per movie or period of runtime? I like your answer, honestly, Joe. What was mine? I don't remember. Um, oh, there's no limit to your desires or something. Yes. Like that. <laughs> uh, Joe, where is the best place to hide in a zombie outbreak, young sir? Um, oh, my answer was Outback Steakhouse because you're going to die no matter what. Like, so, eventually they're so going to get, get you. Get some steak so, first. Like, yeah. Like, like a get last, some blooming onions. Last meal like, kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah. Home Depot would be a good place, like, logistically mm-hmm. speaking. But you're, I worry that's you're trying big, to survive, right? Caitlin. Like, I'm just trying to get a little pleasure before we go out. <laughs> <laughs> to be perfectly honest, my brother and I have talked about this. Like, write it out, have a few good weeks, and then just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still, I know we talked about this. I think we talked about this actually last year. I remember somebody asking a similar question as the pandemic was getting started, but I'm of the, like the lawn chair club where you just put the lawn chair out in your front yard and just sit there and wait for it to happen. <laughs> Have a beer. Just wait. Oh, let, it'll hurt. Let nature run its course. <laughs> yeah. It's going to hurt regardless. Would you rather be Probably. drunk and hanging out while you're doing it? I'm just saying. Uh, last but not least, uh, we got a two-parter from uh, from our friend. Um, quick update, in case you were curious from listening to last week. Um, update: My testicles are now all good. Oh, Thanks. thank God! I was so worried. Yep, exactly. Um, and then he follows up. Also, do you have any plans to review Gunjum Haunted Asylum Korean FF Spookiness? I don't know what FF stands for. Townfoot. Oh, there you go. That makes sense. I hope not. Like honestly, I'm really, I'm honestly really enjoying <laughs> Caitlin's new role in the show of interpreter for Joe. I like it. Yeah, I do appreciate this. <laughs> oh, here I found it. 2018. Maybe it just came. Maybe it's making its way over here. Oh yeah, this looks real fucking scary. I don't know, guys. What? I don't know if we can handle this movie. What movie? <laughs> Gut Gun Gunjum. G O N J I A M colon haunted asylum mm. South uh, Korean 2018 found footage. Put, put it in the chat, John, so we can all enjoy. Or <sighs> you want to share with the rest of the class? No, no, no. just imagine it. Just you know. I mean, honestly, I got to imagine there's subtitles and like a lot of that going on, and I want nothing. It's to only do. 91 minutes, though. That seems too long. Opa Gungeon style. That's a racist way to go with that. Is it? Oh, it sounds like the word. Yeah, he was I Korean, wasn't, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. He was Korean. I just. Uh... Essex lady. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. They're like, there's like a, they're homophones, right? This is, they're definitely spelled differently. Whoa, but... John. <laughs> they sound the same, but they're spelled differently. Uh huh. Oh, there's a video on here, 2018 ending explained. I'm curious why I just, I'm always suspect of anyone that sends in questions that say like, do you have any plans to watch this movie? I immediately think you have something to do with this movie. They're in it or a producer. Why why would someone, wait, like it's a 2018 South Korean film. That's (laughs) exactly like why, (laughs) why are you just now suggesting a movie that came out three years ago? I don't trust you. 
the production company Hive Media Corp. <laughs> He's, he's like trying to see the films with, with Diabolical. Yeah, the hustle. Yeah. That's the case. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm looking at the trailer now. This looks awful. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm glad your balls are back to normal, but like, yeah. I am suspect of you and I don't trust you. Uh, and, th- and that was also our last question. So we're, we're okay. done. There you go. Wow. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, we don't oh, know what oh. we're watching next week, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go to bed for Gunjum. <laughs> <laughs> um, Joe, I think it's time to remind people that you're on Cameo. Oh yeah, Cameo.com slash I think BG Horror Bloody Good Horror. Full disclosure, it's starting to die down. Like well, I think we were, people's we, interest. We got through Valentine's Day, you know. It's yeah, it's coming which, back. I around. mean, hey, uh, Patrick, uh, who. Titles every request he sends in is my one and only gay fan, which if he is great, cannot seems be like true. a great guy. But like, I gotta like, yeah. I gotta have one more out there, right? Like, there you, de- I'm sure you do, Joe. Uh, but yeah, cameo. If you're looking to, you know, break up with your loved one, end a marriage, or wish a happy birthday, like we're we're there. Uh, also on TikTok, I've really taken to it in the past week because I'm getting like random. <laughs> Did you figure out the music to- thing? A little bit. Um, and I'm also getting like random comments and questions from people that don't listen to the show. Really? So like now I'm getting like, Okay, excited. do we need to start answering some of those too? No, I do. I answer them all. Like, no, no, I, I mean, if well, surface them on the show if they're relevant. Oh, I see. No, there's not that many as of yet. But like if it's, it's more like, up, who sure. are you? What is this? Yeah, like what the fuck <laughs> is this guy? Like is what's wrong with your face? Are you okay? Um, so yeah, we're on TikTok. Uh, I think it's BG Horror, Bloody Goat Horror. I don't know. Just I'm look more, it up. Listen, I want people to send in cameos because it's like my favorite show content. So we, I need you guys to help me generate more content. So just, <laughs> it is uh, a lot of fun to yeah. do. I don't care um, if you don't even want to watch it or send it to someone. Just give Joe some cameos so I can play them, please. St. Patrick's Day is coming up. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. If Easter. If you want to wish someone like a... I- a- Tax day. Ides of March. I like it. Ides of March. So please send in yeah. Ides of March so I can l- hear Joe make up what he thinks that means. Yeah, I was literally <laughs> about to say the same thing. Like, uh, not a clue, but yeah. Can you get tax advice? I think I might have to request one. Ah, uh, uh, yes. No. The you don't want to go there. <laughs> Deadly. My the the my better half took over our taxes long ago, uh, and and for the better. So good content, though. Also, don't forget patreon.com slash bloody good horror. You can get a live stream of the show every week, the pre-show. You can get back episodes and access to our Slack community where right now I am shaming people who like black licorice because that means you're a psychopath. So why wouldn't you want that to happen to you? You know, it's 2021. We're still in the thick of a pandemic, Eric. Why shame anyone for what they enjoy? Eh, I have lines. Like, I guess, uh, unless that's what you enjoy is shaming people. I'm pretty like, progressive except when it comes to licorice flavored things so. I'm just saying enjoy your black licorice have your wife chop up a, or you know a jalapeno before <laughs> just the be oral careful just begin. be careful is all I'm saying or, you know hey whatever like whatever makes you happy take some risks in the bedroom that's all I'm saying <laughs> Oh, wow. Joe, maybe you can do a cameo, give a shout out to my mom. Maybe I'll do that for Mother's Day. Oh, oh absolutely. That's right. Mother's Day is coming <laughs> yes. up. Like, I would love to talk Please. to your mother. Let me talk to your mother. 
I mean, Joe, they literally make products Ooh. with a warming sensation, right? So like, you're just cutting the cheese. You're just doing it in a more natural way. Yeah, exactly. Doing. Like I'm listening to Rusted Road. I'm yeah. rubbing jalapenos on my genitals. Like it's, it's organic, just... and you're eating the jalapenos, so that's just like it's more environmentally friendly. Uh, exactly. Yeah, zero waste. It makes I'm... a it makes sense to me. Eliminating my carbon footprint. <laughs> my zero carbon. waste lover. Can that be your alternate TikTok? Zero waste lover. Oh. Zero. <laughs> my carbon dick print is at a zero right now. <laughs> oh, no. I was about to say Holy something, but I'm not shit. going to. Um. <laughs> Thanks for listening, Kate Nunsbaum. <laughs> <laughs> and slash Joe's coworkers. <laughs> All right. We don't know what we're doing next week, but uh, we'll be here because where the hell else are we going to be? Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll talk to you then. See you. Bye. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, Caitlin's mom.